0: Turn
1: to the FM episode 347. No?
0: can wow. we just talk about this? 348? I thought it was 346. I can mm-hmm. be the wrong one, though i took a guess
1: in the dark so we're back to that i haven't yeah. been threatened to gunpoint in battlegrounds in a while well now we
0: know what's going to happen next time um thanks dr Jones. Yeah, it's 346 oh well. we literally just talked about this and i said it's 346 and you said yes very <laughs> confidently <laughs> <laughs> well then we had an entirely separate conversation that yeah, you yeah like, I, I just like we don't have to do this anymore like we can mm. just like get on with our lives and like make fun of something else hmm Ah, it's just like my easy... inability to play video games or something oh you can play video games i i mean okay more like chronologically oh, okay then then you know ability wise like i play video games fine right but but now time is a factor. time has definitely been a factor weird although i say that and then i played like seven hours of fallout new vegas over the weekend so <laughs> and you got some dota games in you know, I didn't play any Dota until like yesterday. I think was the okay. first time no. I played Dota. And... You played some this weekend, did
2: I? Yeah, you did. Because I, I was I was watching the game.
1: I must have. Mm... Dota doesn't even count in your mind anymore.
0: No, no I just I've been si- I was sick for so long, and I just like didn't feel up to playing any Dota.
1: Sometimes when I play Battlegrounds afterwards, I'm like, alright, I want to play some games now. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Battlegrounds is video games. Battle games is video games. So uh, I don't want to talk too much about Battlegrounds, but I will say that the tournament's going on while we're recording this at Gamescom. And yeah.
0: How are you feeling about that? I've seen some complaints. It is some complaints. interesting
1: to see the first attempt. It is a yeah. first attempt, and, the, and obviously... It's they're, a pilot. They are figuring out how to even cast a game like that yeah and i don't know and let me ask you this because i don't really know that much about dota production are the casters who are commentating controlling the
0: camera no not mm-hmm. unless it's a very small tournament um but at, okay at ti they're not ti absolutely no not. no they so have like, dedicated observers at TI. no big tournament uses uh like every big tournament has a separate observer
1: so it's the same thing at battlegrounds they don't – the commentators are – but I could tell they got a little bewildered at times about the cuts that would happen because two dudes would be in the middle of a firefight, and it's clear that it's going to end in one of them dying, and then they'd be like, let's go check out these guys who are running and stuff yeah. like that. And so they're still finding the rhythm of like –
2: what it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a skill like anything else, like um, Wepis and – uh Pumpernickel? There's, there's a couple other like dedicated people in the Dota scene who are like, that's their job mm-hmm. and you build like They can see like, on the mini-map anticipate,
1: oh, this is about to go down. I'm going to come over <laughs> Yeah, to
2: or me. like they'll, ca- they'll catch something like sometimes, like sometimes they'll catch something that the casters won't catch because mm. the casters are looking somewhere else on the map because they think an engagement's going to happen but when really it's happening it's somewhere else and, and they'll catch it and then and part of that's like production, like why when you're setting up production you don't just give the caster's uh like just a casting machine where they're like they're looking you also give them program feed and like one of like whoever the uh the play-by-play person is should be like bouncing back and forth between the two Hmm. just to say that you're keeping an eye on like oh okay our observer is looking at this we need we need to transition into this i see well they need to hire james to come
1: provide some production oversight. It's still a little rough around the edges. Like I said, they cut away. Really? Like, is it ESL handling? It, 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 I think it is ESL. Yeah, i just like considering it. They shouldn't need ESL. to
0: hire James. They have people for I this. I guess
1: maybe it's just that battleground stuff is rough enough that and the observer tools are. Uh,
2: yeah, and it's new. It's like you don't have your your flow set yet. Like you don't you don't you don't like know. I I, I also think that game.
0: Needs a lot of work with its tools. I'm sure. Very, like, I am sure it does. And it's still like it's sort of like un unexplored ground. Like n- nobody has really figured out third person esports spectating yet. Well, even that, and like you, it's
2: hard to build a narrative in a match when yeah. there are a hundred fucking people. They do have pretty cool observer
1: tools in the sense that they can go third person. They and then they can also go like map view, and you just see all their icons and the directions they're facing. Mm-hmm. Or they can go like kind of like 100 yards up and you can see highlights of players moving around so you can actually yeah. see
0: them in the 3D space. Right which is why I feel like to what James said I feel like they need to change the way that they're like it needs to be like squads of four like because at least like we're tw- like 25 how many people are in there? Yeah, 25 and they are going to do that we'll see how that so goes like tomorrow. So like 25 teams is still a lot but that's like it starts to be manageable. Yeah Um. well they did solos they did duos and then they're doing squads. Also, if they really wanted a story, they would take people that hate each other and put them on duos. Have they been doing, like, um... They've been doing like, best the,
2: the, 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 like, like no, But, like, multiple perspectives at once? or is No, it always it's like, always
0: been one
1: perspective. That would be interesting to see, like, two guys facing off. What are they seeing looking yeah. at each other?
2: That's be, be, like because, that. like, in those games, there's always going to be something going on at the same time. Like, the, like dota and csgo all those things are relatively manageable like csgo sometimes a a little bit like sometimes it's just like everything goes off at once
0: yeah i think that the camera needs to be pulled out pulled out to like be overhead
2: it's a it's a weird i mean they do some of that yeah it's a
1: it's a weird thing too because this tournament is invitational Mm -hmm. only so uh there were they invited 100 people well they invited a lot more than 100 people because there were solos there were duos and not everyone plays all those and uh and then i think certain people just couldn't go that they invited so they filled with people who just qualified in so like today one of the dudes that got second was like a duo of like two swedish dudes who i don't think knew each other there was like fucking we sometimes stream we'll just play together in this thing why not and then they just happened to do really good wow Um, all of a sudden alliance comes knocking on their door (laughs) yeah but i will say the cool thing about this tournament and maybe it'd be interesting i've never seen another game tournament do this is that they did let every player do their own individual twitch stream as well
0: yeah I saw. That. so sure. like
1: i could go watch an individual see and his see his perspective sure. if i wanted to go see it that was kind of neat i so, feel like
0: watching spectating this game should feel like spectating a game like company of heroes sure like uh, that's kind
1: of when you see a hundred people running around you're like jesus you're seeing cars going it does actually look a little bit like that you it's know? like a
0: chaotic rts more right. than a shooter uh also i just feel like esl needs to look at weird crazy movies like like battle royale or death race or things like that and like look at the way that they build in these narratives with lots and lots of characters and like try to figure out a way that you can very quickly assign a, a bit of emotional resonance to these to these teams sure and i
1: think that they counted on the fact that most people were there watching their favorite streamer and so they already had a bit of that but it would be cool if they had some of like the produced you know higher stakes tournament uh, uh, produced like dota bits to tell you like those Dota bits were really effective. Sometimes at being like, "Oh, well, I kind of like this Chinese team. I didn't know anything about before. That's a really cool yeah. story." They're,
0: the Valve has been incredibly good at humanizing yeah. the participants in the international since the beginning. Honestly, yeah. Um,
1: so that was really cool today. It's with the scoring has had some controversy. Obviously, just because like
2: then some dude win
1: from, win from just like being in. So he, to be fair, everyone hates this dude, and there's mm-hmm. been some really fucked up stuff said about him. He's a Korean player. He played yeah. solos and he won. Yeah, he beat the team solo mid mid guy that was the closest. Yeah, and the team solo mid guy had like way more kills than him. Yeah, and but only I think maybe won one of the first persons and then didn't win the other. And I mm-hmm. think this guy won one as well. But the reason he won is because like in one match he ended up falling off the rocks near a cliff mm-hmm. and he couldn't get back up, and so he got way higher standing simply by out healing while other people fought. So he was just stuck in the blue keeping mm-hmm. himself alive with a shit ton of meds while everyone else sat there and fought it out. And so he ended up in a higher placement, which gave him higher, a higher score. Cause I think the way the scoring works is it's placement, then kills for points.
0: Okay. And I so mean, that's, that's how you win. Totally. There was just <laughs>
1: right? a lot of, there was just a lot of people that was like, what that dude got like number two and yeah, he yeah, fought t- the whole time and got a ton of kills. And that other dude ended up, or like he ended up number two and they're like, Oh, that dude got number two just because he sat there healing until he died. Like, and so I, that had a lot of some controversy, but I think that, I mean, the bottom line is they interviewed that dude afterwards and they asked him about it and he's like, I looked at the scoring and I said, and I looked at the way you, this tournament was choosing to score the game. And I said to myself something like I should totally just hide it is not in my interest because of the scoring method
0: to go and try and be aggressive. Right. Leave it it to gamers to figure out a way to game the system. Yes.
1: So I mean, kudos to him. He played the game that was being made in one. Yeah. And the team solo mid guys today, they got like sixth or something, but they did win one of the duos, which was like my favorite two playing together. So it was interesting for the first time to watch a tournament and feel emotionally invested because the team I've been watching is playing. So
2: by the way, you're Anthony Gallegos.
1: I'm Anthony Gallegos. Uh, a fan of Team Solomon joined by Arthur Geese, fan of
0: uh, E.G. Evil Geniuses and Toda. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't really care about anything they do in any other esport. Oh, I don't even know if they play I other eSports. Play, yeah, I mean they're like pretty right. heavy heavily represented in uh, in Street Fighter and some fighting games. Uh, I think they do Halo.
1: And um, then James Faulkner, who's also a fan of Evil Geniuses? Yes, yeah. okay.
0: But I was rooting for Liquid. Okay, I don't. Was EV, EG even represented with PUB? I don't think they have PUB team.
1: Liquid around. was also obviously playing today as
0: well. Yeah, they got very high, but they didn't. I don't think anybody has like really figured out what PUB is doing with esports yet.
1: No, they. Everyone's starting to get teams though. Cloud Nine as a team, Liquid as a team, Team Solomid as a team. But yeah, I, I feel like you're right. They don't exactly know
0: what what that is yet. But at least with that, there's an excuse as opposed to the continued mystery fuck of overwatch competitive right that's weird
1: but yeah so battlegrounds still really interesting and interesting to see how that competitive scenes playing out and it's cool I mean at least they ran a tournament it's weird to see some of the things like they didn't have red zones in the tournament at all they just pulled them out that was like weird. a weird level and I was like huh it's kind of like yeah I guess it's like in smash people play without the drops but they didn't want that added bit of red randomness. zones are
0: like where the map shrinks
1: yeah the, the red zones actually sorry is where the random artillery strikes on the chunks of the map oh, okay and I was like, that was kind of, I mean, they are totally random, but so is the circle. So I don't know. It and, just... Seems
0: and, like- so, and so is the drops and everything. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't. Well, they- maybe you want to take out at least some of the RNG. I guess so. Because eventually you add so much RNG on top of RNG that it makes it feel truly random hmm. as opposed to a skill-based competition. Well. Um, but yeah, the, it seems like the PUBG thing is one of the only really interesting things to come out of a otherwise fairly sedate. Uh, Gamescom, yeah. Gamescom.
1: Yeah. I was the most exciting thing I saw at Gamescom was a photo of the German prime minister at Gamescom and I was like trying
0: farm simulator I was like holy shit uh German as German Relic is working on Age of Empires 4 which is interesting yeah
1: I have never played an Age of Empires game my Uh, sister
0: is fucking obsessed
1: I know plenty of people that are obsessed but at the time I was a Warcraft Starcraft person I did not play Age of Empires Uh, I mean
0: the remaster the first one is coming out extremely soon yeah um
1: Maybe I'll see what that's about. I mean, I know the memes and stuff from it just because I had friends that played it and were like whoa. obsessed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, <clears throat> Xbox one X pre-orders finally went up. Yeah. Uh, SNES classic <laughs> pre-orders sort of went up. You, some people got some. I did, Yeah. Some people did. Um, I tried to get another one, like, because I knew that in my life there would be someone who would want one who wasn't able to get one. And so I went to target and like, I kept doing the thing and it just kept disappearing out of my cart. So, eventually, I was like, you know, fuck whoever in my life wants this and doesn't get it because I am not wasting more of my time. (laughs) Hopefully, mine gets fulfilled from Amazon UK. Yeah, you ordered one for you. Yeah. Okay, I did, and specifically UK one because you wanted the UK looking model. No, because it was like pre-orderable. Okay, I just wasn't sure because I I I know the UK one looks different, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's the Super Famicom. It's like the colored button one as opposed to the. The shades of grayish purple, um, the cooler looking one in a lot of ways. But yeah, that was back in like June, yeah. I think. Uh, and so far, they haven't canceled it, and the price is basically the same as the American version. Mm-hmm. Thanks, pay- exchange rate. Yeah, you pay a little bit more on shipping. Yeah, but uh, I mean, f- fucking worth it. Yeah, for that p- theoretical peace of mind. We'll see if it follows through. But
1: uh, yeah, pr- but yeah, Gamescom. I don't know. I've I feel like you know it's weird because when i used to go to gamescom in like 2011 2012 that was still when sony did a big press conference yeah and, and they, they announced last like year stuff.
0: and they didn't this year and it's felt like a really show like microsoft didn't really announce anything this year they, have, um, they had a really small little stage that seemed like it was on a show floor like they're doing like live stream stuff the yeah. whole show just like they do at e3 but, yeah, but sony seem... used to rent out a huge theater and do just like an e3 yeah. type treatment and now they just save all that stuff for PlayStation, or they save some of that stuff for PlayStation Experience. But yeah, just um, a very different feel.
2: Still fucking massive. There's still like
0: oh, there's lots. a hundred
2: thousand
1: people. people oh, like, oh yeah, it is. It is still the biggest consumer show. But it seems like a lot of the games that are going to be shown at Gamescom these days are smaller things, like the Outcast game that I like. That's there because of course it is because it's French and it's like and it's a European publisher and blah 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 yeah. blah. Like I don't
0: know. I pre-ordered an Xbox One X. I was glad to do it. Excited to get one. I mean, I'll come see it once you got it.
1: Yeah. Will that be here for Extra Life? Depends
0: remember. on when we do Extra Life. Mm. Uh, it comes out on the 7th. Of September? Yeah, of of November. Oh, well, we'll see. Um. um but also, like adding that to our signal chain for extra life may complicate things more than James or I are really willing to deal with.
2: Yeah. We had to make, we're going we're gonna to probably have to buy some stuff this year. Uh, that's okay.
0: You should buy us some t-shirts to offset that. At, yeah. It's uh, tiny tinyurl. URL. Dot com slash RFM, RFM shirts. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, they're really comfy and they're, and, they, and they're like, best thing about them is that you can tell it's a cat, but it's like a cool cat. Yeah. As people at work were like, "What's that?" And I was like, "The podcast." It's the Podcat. The Podcat. Yeah, we'll someone,
1: Podcats. Some today tweeted at me and said they bought a Rebel FM shirt, and then they said in parentheses, "Lady," and I saw their name, and I was like, "Oh, do they just identify as a lady?" Like, like I'm not sure. <laughs> like that doesn't that I did. And then I was like,
0: "Oh, yeah, there's a lady." They shirt. literally are talking about Arthur's cat. I'm a little surprised that like Lady has sold slightly more than Freya has, which I was not expecting damn well good for lady lady age, does age have age the better belly mm-hmm. yeah. like freya's belly is adorable and soft but it's always a trap whereas lady's belly is open for business lady like, i like it's not 24 7 but like
1: 22 7 i like lady because she's a cat that you could drop kick and she'd still be your friend <laughs> like not that anyone don't should drop do kick
0: my arthritic cat
1: right 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 but i'm just saying that she doesn't have like an aggressive bone in her body like, my cat was always like, I'm petting you, I'm petting you, You're and all of a you, sudden I'm you rended my skin. I don't know why, but I'm now bleeding, and Lady, you can just sit there and fuck with all day, and she's just like,
0: ha, 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 so. yep. She just makes her little pigeon noises. Um, um, but yeah, Xbox One X, uh, they showed a bunch of, it's weird that they, like, had the world's least interesting, like, press conference stream and then have actually shown a bunch of xbox one x games i mean i am kind
1: of excited about like jurassic park dino tycoon that was cool so uh, and my fiance has from old, the she, zoo tycoon people she asked me at one point she's like did they ever i want a dino tycoon game like a year ago and i was like yeah i think the only one that exists is that old one there's a, so, there's a mobile one i think yeah but it's all free to play it up she just wants something like i mean you know it's just, it's just a very different feel we tried it
0: it's fine plants vs zombies garden warfare 2 has prepared her
1: yes we're now used to that but we grind in that game um but, yeah, so the fact that they're making, like, a legit one, that seems pretty cool. And yeah. it's funny, too, that they obviously don't have, like, a license to the actual music, because they only... Oh, they, 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 they did something. They went, ba, 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 and they left it there and then did turned it into a different song. Like, they could do just enough to make it... No, I feel like it was still a song from Jurassic Park. Listen to it again. They did, like, that clever thing of being, like doesn't this kind of sound like michael jackson but it's not
0: don't sue us i feel like it was like the cue from the jurassic park theme that faded into like one of the sort of quirky like scene in motion cues maybe from the jurassic
1: i used to listen park to that movies. soundtrack like a motherfucker on my talk boy i literally didn't have the soundtrack so i took my talk boy and i would record the soundtrack off of the movie and then listen to it
0: wow yeah yeah, how about that, guys? Wow, <laughs> wow. Well, well, that's not like listening to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles album. I had that, again. though, too, uh, Coming Out of Our Shells. I also had it. I'm not saying that <laughs> I haven't heard it, but.
1: Coming Out of Our Shells, the Teenage Mutant We're Turtles rock album. At- Tubin? Do you remember Tubin? I don't remember any of the songs, but I'm sure if I heard them, it would immediately bring back some horrible memories
2: or something. Um, I think one of my first CDs I ever purchased was the Phantom Menace soundtrack. Oh. Uh. My very first CD I ever purchased was Dookie by Green Day. That was my first
1: CD. My dad bought me when he went on a tour around the world. I met him in Hawaii and he said, look, I bought all you kids, these fucking cheap-ass CD portable CD players from China while I was overseas. You can get one CD. And I was like, for some reason, sixth grade me, it was like Green Day. That was a good-ass record. Oh, it is a good-ass record. But yeah, then I just listened to that nonstop.
0: So That's like a an incredible pop record, especially. Yeah, it's like, like
1: listenable start to finish.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, there were a few like sort of like nouveau punk band like albums like that that you're like the Offspring's album that year was also good, basically start to finish. Yep, I also had that. <laughs> is,
2: it the, is it the second album?
0: Uh, it's Smash. Yeah. I don't remember if that's their second album, but it probably is. It was also like way more swearing than any album I had ever heard up to that point.
1: Yeah, I had a friend who had a. What's that band that sings "The roof is on fire"? The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. They've got it. Oh, uh, uh, is it Bloodhound Gang? Bloodhound Gang. I remember we had that CD, and I was like, "Wow, we could, this this album is going ris- to get us gay. in trouble." Yeah, because there's like skits in it that are like very like which one? I don't remember. Was it
0: that album or was it "Hooray for Boobies"?
1: It, I don't remember. <laughs> All I remember is that it had skits and stuff. I mean, but I also remember to to date it's a little bit more. Uh, that my friend also that same friend had got a hand, had got a hand on, uh, an Adam Sandler album CD. Yeah. It was like, and I granted now a lot of those jokes would be incredibly offensive and stuff like that. You know, they were
0: offensive then, but I was also 10, you know, the mom talking about the cock and balls. Yeah. Or or the, the goat and all that. The goat is classic. I still think about that skit. So, yes,
1: I was 10 years old and like 10 year old me was like, this is the greatest shit of all time. Let's sit in the the side yard. Let's sit in the side yard and plug in this tape player, the CD player and be like, oh, don't don't, turn it down. Turn it. He's cussing a lot. So,
0: Oh, fuck me in the goat ass. Yes, exactly. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Anyways, Gamescom, not a lot going
0: on. Yeah. But it's still. it's, It's weird. I just would have expected more. Yeah, uh,
2: there's, there's some, like, Blizzard stuff, if you care but Like, Blizzard all... We're, Just, like, like, patch stuff, really, right? Yeah.
0: Balance changes for Mercy.
2: Yeah, the new Mace kit. They always do, like... They always have, like, a... Not... They're, like, BlizzCon reveals, but they have, like, secondary tier reveals sure. there.
0: Um,
2: yeah. I, I mean, hope we get,
0: like... Man, I have some hopes for BlizzCon this year. No? Like, they could announce one of several things and i would be excited yeah i'd be excited for a new warcraft i think we'll see a warcraft 3 remastered first
1: i would mind that i'd I'd put the shit i still
0: think warcraft 3 is an excellent excellent game and i haven't played in a long time uh it is and it's like such a like an underappreciated precursor to a lot of stuff that's really popular now like warcraft 3 got shit on a bunch no. by a lot of people when it came yeah, out yeah a lot yeah, of people because, a
1: lot of people hated the hero-centric part of it yeah because it was mm. like
0: less about big armies than Warcraft 2 was and more about like these sort of more specialized but units. it was crazy
1: because it had four factions that's what was crazy when was I it played four
0: or five it, it had four because you
1: played dark elves you played undead you played humans and you played orcs and they were all so different like the humans like gathering up like literally that they had a corpse wagon that would go around and gather bodies and then make skeletons like that shit was so fucking crazy like that game was, that game was bonkers when I played it. Yeah. But and I also really liked, had a story, campaign. but I also really liked the story. Like at the time yeah. I was like, this is great. They're actually telling a
0: story in an RTS. Like this. I remember is- they showed the CG from that game in movie theaters. right yeah. like Before it came out and they gave out like CDs with like the first four missions of the mm-hmm. Orc campaign.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That game is a, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'll be excited. I, w- I will. The bottom line is I will try anything Blizzard makes. Um, I will not always play them forever. So that,
0: uh like, there's suggestions that Diablo 4 could be announced. And I would like that very much.
1: I love my, I like Diablo. I've played hundreds of hours of Diablo 3. Yep. And I now I haven't even played it that much. It'd be like, impo- I feel like it's impossible to go back to in a way really? for me. A little bit just because there's so much so has changed much and I don't want to go back by myself. That's the bigger thing. Oh, I'm yeah. sure I could.
2: Yeah, but Diablo. It, it, it's really great. Like, but the, Diablo
1: Three to me from day one was never Anthony plays this by himself. Right. It was Anthony plays with you, Arthur, Aditya, Charles, like, Anya. Yeah, Charles. Sany- uh, like we were always or Patrick Coughlin. Uh, yeah, who was just like getting blown up every two seconds. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but. I, I remember uh, Pat, Patrick Coughlin, who's the post production manager. He's head of post production IGN now. Back then, he was just an editor. Uh huh. Um, he was like a contractor. Probably, yeah. Uh, I remember I was living in LA playing with you and Audit and we were just talking shit or d- being just being idiots. Not not like at Pat but we were just saying his name like over and over and over like Pat you need to do this. Pat you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Well also it was just hilarious because
1: he was playing a witch hunter and we were playing on a really hard difficulty and he kept getting blown up. Yeah. So every time we'd turn
2: we'd see him we'd see him like roll a wound like, no Pat. we <laughs> <laughs> just blow up. So. But then yeah, then years later I'd they can worked with pat and like literally sat next to him uh, for years and i I finally brought that up and he was like oh shit yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah man it's a small 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 it's just it's hard to get back into diablo because there's some it's just like yes it's awesome but it's a game that you played and there are these other games that because they're adversarial they feel like they are more rewarding and like a increase in your skills like an understanding of the game yeah like that's like a big, that's a key appeal of Dota. Sure. Like is the fact that all the time you put into it's like a further education of how that game works. Sure.
1: I feel the same um, way about battlegrounds. Yeah. I start analyzing the map differently and now I get into way more top tens than I used to. And mm. you just play differently. Uh, but yeah, oh, I tried this, this game It just came out. I've gotten mm. emails about it for a while, but I hadn't tried. It's called distrust. It came out uh, yesterday on the 25th. And it is a... Yesterday
0: was the 23rd. What's today? 24th. I signed a contract today, I remember. It came out on the 23rd. <laughs> We're recording this on Thursday.
1: But it's a, it is a game that... The, the description when you go to the Steam store, because I think they messed up on how entering in the fields. the description is inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. That's the description. And uh, it is a... Like, it almost has, like, a Diablo-style perspective. Right. But you are controlling a squad of people who have wrecked a helicopter at an Arctic base where there is monsters. Okay. And so... Uh, but you're, like... It's weird. The gameplay comes down to you, cuing, you managing... It's almost like the same way in, like, a Sims game. You have stats on a person that's counting down or going up. Mm-hmm. You're managing their stats and keeping them all as best shape as you can. And then queuing up tasks for them. So, like, this person's gonna work on lo- unlocking this door. Now, I'm gonna switch to this guy's perspective. I'm gonna send him over here. It's all real time. Right. And so, while that dude's doing it, this dude's gonna go dig through a door that has a bunch of snow or something has fallen in front of it. I'm gonna have him unburied the door so he can But get he's in. being
2: tired and like. And he's
1: getting tired and he's fighting off cold and mm. he's fighting off. So, he has stamina, sate, sate? Okay, hold on. Maybe you guys can tell me how to say this word. So, you know, like how when you eat or something, you're sated satiated satiated the The word is say, s-a-t-i-e-t-y satiety satiety she, but that's like how they say hunger I'm like Div, why didn't you just say hunger so but that's what they. that's how they write satiety it. so they have that yeah. so you're worrying about your hunger your stamina and your cold mm-hmm. and when you start off you have it's like uh, you have three survivors at the start and they have varying stats about cold resistance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they all have, like, one special skill. Like, this person can go way longer without eating. This person's naturally resistant to the cold and doesn't even worry if they have a jacket. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to plan.
2: Is, t- is it like a... It's like
1: Diablo perspective. Oh, okay. Like, like, up in the sky. And then you're just hitting numbers to switch between them and then right-clicking, like, you go over here, do
2: this, you go over here, do this. Can you, like, queue up stuff, like, do this and Not, then do this? I don't think so, no. Okay. So you're
1: just like... But it, it, whatever they're doing, it shows it with a little bar on them so you always know when they're done. Mm-hmm. And... You're going, searching the world, and it's actually surprisingly deep. Like, if you find a box, like a wood box, and you look through it, but you happen to have found a saw, you can then saw up the box and take the planks so that if you enter a building with a furnace, you can start the furnace to heat your guys up. Oh, wow. But if you're, like, heating them up in the room and there's a window open, it won't heat, so you need to make sure you close all the windows first, you know? But if you close a window, I think there might be a way to crawl through it. So it's like Hmm. you're thinking about all these different ways of how am I going to get into this building? How am I going to progress to the next area? Meanwhile... There's like an alien mystery building, and what starts to happen is that when people go to sleep, they start dying, and yeah. so your p- guys are constantly trying to fight staying awake because they know that it's like got a little bit of uh, the 1980s version of uh, the thing. Well, the thing, and also, uh, what was that movie? Guys? Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, where falling asleep literally meant you were going to get converted or something. So hmm. it's it's about people that are fighting off the psychological effects of trying to stay awake. So you'll like find things like coffee beans and be like holy shit I have to make coffee right now. Yeah. Like so that I can keep this dude awake. So but there's no is there like combat in the game? Not so far mm. from what I've seen. So I think if anything it's probably going to be like more like getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um so it's pretty it's it's interesting. It's a it, I I have to get a lot deeper into it so I can see the psychological elements, but I am I think the art style is cool. The music is 100% Like, straight up, uh, like, John Carpenter's thing. Yeah. And it definitely evokes that feel. Like, they're right. Someone was like, I want to make sort of a thing-inspired game. Maybe not as gory or as violent or as, like, twisted, but getting down to the core mechanics of what's it like when you have a group of people put in an extreme weather situation where they feel trapped, but also they don't know if they can really trust everyone. Right. So pretty neat little thing. Very, very, very good Steam reviews, which which is sometimes... I don't think you can always trust Steam reviews, but when I see something that's marked overwhelmingly positive, I'm usually like, Hmm. It could be a good indication. As long as it's not like ten reviews. It's like thousands of reviews. I'm like, oh, I should check this out. Yeah. So who makes it? I'm not sure. I forget. It's a really small I'm pretty sure really small. Have they done other
0: known stuff or is this kind of their first really I did not recognize the name. I'll look it up in a second. But uh
1: yeah, a neat little thing. I don't know. It seems like one of those things that it's a game that looks made for iPad, too. It's not, like, super yeah. crazy 3D. It's, like, 2D. It almost looks like someone took, like, 3D models and converted them into 2D sprites or something like that. The, the way that... Not, like, not in the same style, but Ori does that. That's why Ori is so pretty. They start with 3D models and then convert them into 2D sprites.
0: Do they? Yeah.
1: Um, so, it it's a... You know, that's how they make some of the cool animations
2: they have. And so, some of the cool guys. But I thought
0: a lot of it was hand-animated, but... that's what.
2: It, the uh, Arc System Works folks are doing for I think they did they do Blaze Blue I think mm. and then the new Dragon Ball Z game. Um, so
0: the Dragon the new Dragon Ball Z game is 3D. No, it's two. It's a 2D fighter. Well, I know it's a 2D fighter, but I thought that the graphics were 3D. It, it looks it looks like the show though. That's the thing. Yes, it, it does.
2: Yeah, like like it, it's that's the same thing with Blaze Blue is that it was 3D like all the assets through 3D, but it just looks like a 2D.
0: <laughs> and it's fucking incredible that everyone can do this except for Capcom like the Capcom seems incapable of making us a, a 3D Street Fighter game that looks like the 2D Street Fighter games. I mean dude if, the, if that was like the RCL 5 I would be fucking so on board with that um yeah. what a disaster of a game yeah What? what is 5 Street Fighter 5 oh uh, watching the competitions is like I just sort of liked watching it at Evo but it's fine yeah it's just like what a massive missed opportunity that game was yeah
2: But yeah, the the new Dragon Ball Z game. I was watching some footage from Gamescom. That was, I guess, the thing that came out of Gamescom. Is they just keep on showing more footage of that game. I just like it looks super fucking cool. Um, anything else? Uh, nope. Uh, I played Dota. Dota, but (laughs) it's good. It was bad. It's It's Dota. It's Dota. Uh, and then I played uh, Subsurface Circular.
0: Right, which is the the new Tom Bissell no, Mike Bissell uh, game. But yeah. But Sp- this is a Bithel. this company Bithel. that I said yeah.
2: that
1: made that distrust game. They've mostly made like really simple like PC games really simple. That's They're not from true. Russia, nineteen ninety nine. Oh. Oh. They founded in okay. nineteen ninety nine this company. And so they've made a lot of things like Natalie Books, the treasure something, like Farm Frenzy. Yeah, but they also made the game in 2016 called Beholder, which was, I actually talked about the show. It was good. You were a Russian guy living in like a Soviet blockhouse, and your job was to monitor the residents in your apartment and make sure that they weren't violating any state laws. And so you would have to do things like break into an old lady's apartment to make sure she didn't have like. Contraband? Like, yeah. And then tell the feds if she did. And like you would see a family guy, a guy who was like with his family who very clearly had contraband, but his daughter was dying. And so you had to make choices like. Do I want to call the police on this guy, or do I want to let him live? But if I don't, will got get—they'll come for me. So it seems like they've started to take a turn into more serious, sort of inch, more interesting ambitious games. games yeah. yeah.
2: Anyways, uh, so yeah, subcircus, subsurface circular is kind of a text adventure. Um, it seems like it's a text it's a, adventure like with, a with very problem. pretty visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you play a detective who is con- a robot detective, a robot detective, uh, in a world where different, like the, these, I forget, I think they're called techs, like it's T A K T E K S. Okay. okay. Um, where all, techs are like the, the servants of the cities, pretty much. Um, and they have they take job on jobs like being pastors detectives but they, or or just simple manufacturing jobs like these robots, yeah these robots these are.
1: robots fulfill real societal jobs right
2: like police, yeah okay, um, and uh, they have different levels of intelligence um for example this the the detectives are given this like the level of intelligence to think creatively because you need to solve these cases you sure. need to like th- be able to problem solve and sure um, uh and so i won't go into the details of the actual game because it's only like two hours long it's not long at all and like you can i think they'd have it they describe it as a single sitting game they really want you just to play through it in one single sitting um but the actual gameplay is a lot of just like making dialogue choices and, and as you're talking to sitting people on this train and there's there's a few puzzles Um, that, again, are related to actually talking to people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, sometimes it's manipulating one person so that it affects another, and that will make more sense if you play it, but, like, um, and using what are called focus points, which are basically, like, like an adventure game, that you would gain an item, you basically gain a topic, and then Mm. you can talk to everyone who's on the train with you currently about that topic, uh, and get there, and get What mystery am I trying to solve? Uh, It is a, the disappearance uh, so Someone talks to you On this train And is like Hey my friend disappeared uh, A robot and, friend Yeah There's no You don't see any humans Okay you, we're you, all robots Yeah here. just all, hum, uh, all techs And uh, he's like My friend disappeared Can you look into it And you have to make choice. It, Like You were assigned cases But you just, In this case Decided to Be like Okay I'll look into it For you yeah. And from there It progresses on uh, yeah, yeah it's very short um, It's really, really How short is very short Two hours yeah uh, it's only five bucks. I could get down on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sit down, almost movie experiences like that. Something me and my fiance have really enjoyed. We really enjoyed uh, like her story for that same reason. Yeah, because her story was largely a text adventure and yeah. entering in commands on a computer, but still really rewarding narrative. So yeah, and it's it's so weird that that like this guy you know and his little team, man, they are they make a ton of games. Like for such a small team, like, yeah. Like they ship like something every year,
2: and also they're publishing a book now. Yeah. Um. So that I that that was just a really cool surprise because just came, it, it literally came out of nowhere. Yeah. And and they're like, hey, it's out, and I I played it then that night. I actually played it in two things. I played it over the course of two nights. It um, seems like
1: this untold stories, her story. These are like games I would pitch to someone that was like, I just want story games, like, yeah, like really narrative rich. Yeah, sort with of like things.
0: low budgets and and like very limited scope. Yes, and very mm-hmm. limited in our gameplay. It's mostly you're along for the ride. Which is kind of neat cuz like the the game design is is fairly simple. Like it's something you could make in twine more or mm-hmm. less yeah. and then they just sort of elaborate on that and build around it. It's almost like a naughty dog style approach to making a <laughs> twine game. Yeah, yeah,
1: 100%. It's a big budget twine game in a lot of ways, yeah. Um big
0: budget with yeah. air quotes.
1: Well, yeah, cuz most twine games are no budget at all. Just H a little bit of
2: web browsing yeah and i, I really enjoy it. like the the world that they paint is like i think you'll really enjoy because it they go into like but this you don't like walk around the world no you are like that. you are in once you don't get up from your seat in that game just like different robots come and talk to you yeah you're just writing you're writing the subsurcu- subsurface circular is a loop is a train loop in this in the city and you're writing you're writing this loop uh as part, of, like, as part of your job in this investigation hmm. um but like yeah, the world they paint is just like really like it like I wanted to know more about it. Like a lot of times uh, people were like, I'm going to talk about my world. Look at all this crazy thing. Like it's very street level. And th- like of the way that we would talk about the world, like our world is how. The, but
1: the, do you encounter robots that are like really
2: simple intelligence where you're just like yeah. more talking to something that's like affirmative? Like- um, No, because I think mo- most of them are giving at least because they the ones that you interact with and that are commuting with are ones that have to at least interact with the humans in part okay. and so that they're given somewhat of a, a personality. Sort of so, uh, of personality and social skills. Yeah. But again, that's all part of this world is that like, yeah, you wouldn't want like robots that like these mindless things that just go around which is why they give them personalities and where the game goes. Um, I think the ending I think it doesn't come out of nowhere like it does have a it has a build up. Um, It just, it throws a lot at you at once towards the end. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if it succeeds in that or not. But it was really interesting, but I just don't know if it succeeds. Hmm. Um, And then I played DMC. um, Like Devil May Cry? Devil May, the the Ninja Theory Devil May Cry. Because we've been talking about it, like, when we were at TI, I I was talking about it with. um, And you felt like now was the time. Yeah, just reinstalled. I really like that game. Um, Except for it. it has a really good soundtrack I actually turned off the soundtrack because was played with your own uh yeah I, uh, the, the soundtrack that I were talking about earlier uh before the flood which is uh Atticus Ross uh Trent Reznor uh Mogwai and Gustavo Centinella did a soundtrack for a documentary called Before the Flood very good but I was just listening I was listening to that album that night and I was just like well I just want to listen to this um which makes it a very, a very different tone for that game <laughs> sure <laughs> um, Yeah.
1: Sometimes the streamers I watch play Battlegrounds, in particular Doctor Disrespect. He'll play soundtracks, and he plays the soundtrack to The Arrival mm-hmm. while he plays, and that's like a really dark sounding,
2: like build up like soundtrack, atmospheric. Where yeah, you're just like, like doom, sometimes doom, you're just like, I feel on
1: edge. Yeah, so.
2: Yeah. Uh, who's the canadian guy that you watch because he was ah. listening to jazz halifax yeah halifax. that made that just makes it super fun the whole time yeah well no, it was it was, it was like um rainy day jazz like mm-hmm. really like, like working the coffee shop type jazz which i was like kind of into because in the game itself it was like raining yeah super hard
1: yeah yeah he always cues up really good music he has some weird russian song called ocean man <laughs> that he plays every time he's in a boat and it's <laughs> the weirdest song you've ever heard but now i like
2: it's it's been stuck in my head for hours mm-hmm. so uh but yeah uh and again dmc is really good i'm it's funny coming back to a game like that and like i thought i understood the combat system system, and i do um i've just like take it to uh, another level yeah i just like i think i think about games differently than i did back like even four years ago um and going into that and like wanting not just to like mash through this thing but actually like set up cool stuff it has it has been really really fun and, then, and that, that that uh combat system provides that but, uh, i
0: think that's it uh well like i said i played some more fallout new vegas yeah going back back um i forgot how much that game wants you fucking dead all the time Mm -hmm. especially if you piss off certain factions early on like if you kill like a lot of legionnaires early your life is going to get difficult at very random times like like extremely difficult at very random times because they send out hit squads for you (laughs) and they'll just like appear like in town like I completed a mission and went to the, the motel chain next to the big dinosaur statue and went into this dude's room to talk to him about the mission I had finished. And as soon as I materialized in the room, like a legionnaire assassin materialized in the room and it became like this fucking Tarantino style firefight in this motel mm-hmm. room. Um, and like weapons in that game do more damage to you and do less damage against people than they did and then they do in the like main Bethesda Fallout games. And so just everything about that game is like way, way more of a kick in the, the balls than <laughs> than the other games. Um also I'm remembering that I like the character writing in Fallout New Vegas a lot and think that the world itself is not nearly as interesting as the Capital Wasteland or even uh the the Commonwealth. Um but um in in new games that Arthur played, uh, I played like an hour and a half of lost legacy of uncharted lost legacy. And, uh, I like the story stuff I've seen so far. I think it's weird that the black woman whose name I keep forgetting. And I don't know why Nadine, uh, is voiced by a white woman, um, who is also not Australian which is just really bizarre, even though I like that voice actress. Um, That's Claudia Black. Claudia Black is Chloe. Okay. Um, Nadine is Vale from Halo 5 Mm -hmm. and a ton of other shit. Mm -hmm. Um, She's good. Like, she's good at what she does. It's just weird. Um, It's beautiful, especially when it goes outside. Um, But... I don't like playing it very much when it's about shooting. Well, you never really have no I'm a huge fan of the Uncharted shooting because there has never been a good shooter from Naughty Dog. Like all of the shooting in every Naughty Dog game has been okay at best and generally not great. It it more commonly like. It was not good in The Last of Us. It was not good in any of the, the Uncharted games. It wasn't good in Uncharted 4, and it's not good in this. And, like, it's easier to go through the game shooting a million dudes mm-hmm. than it is to stealth through it. Although stealth feels, like, better because moving in that game feels better than shooting in it does. I'll give it that. Yes, it does. Um, Like, traversing the environment feels fine. Like, it's syrupy just sort of like all the Uncharted games have been like, there's like that weird sort of like stickiness and momentum to it that, um, that all of their games have had. And that can be leveraged in a way to make it feel more physical. Um, and I think that the last of us actually does a pretty good job with that a lot of the time. But, um, I think that that's fine. The platforming is fine. Um, some of the signposting in parts where it wants you to very quickly run away from a thing are not great. Hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's Uncharted except without Nathan Drake. And and honestly, like after stopping Uncharted 4, because I was just like, you know what? Nathan Drake is just kind of a prick. Like everyone in this game is kind of a prick. And I th- I don't have anyone that I want good things for except for Elena. And she's back at home being lied to. Um, this game doesn't have that problem because Drake isn't in it. And an opportunity to sort of like reveal more to Chloe's character and, and like get into who she is.
1: Yeah. Cause in two, she, in three, she was pretty thin and
0: yeah she, she was, was
1: like, like eh, she kind of might stab me in the back, but she's kind of someone I have a past with. Her All presence
0: right. in three was like a train wreck. Like her in two, she was great. Like the love triangle stuff in two was excellent. Like and Claudia black is a great actress. Um, and the, the story in uncharted three being a total fucking disaster like, and her essentially being cut out of the game as soon as Cutter is gone, like, makes it so that she doesn't really do anything. I don't remember three at all. I don't, uh, I do, I, like, don't remember Cutter it. like gets his leg broken and just leaves the game. Like you and Sully go somewhere else, and I think Elena and Chloe and Cutter go away. Hmm. <laughs> and I, I think don't. that they they had to do that because like the dude who did Cutter's voice was one of the main dwarves in the Hobbit. Right. And so production on that got moved or something and they had to like cut him out of the game completely
1: right around it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. By, by ruining his leg and taking him out of the game. Well, uh, so anyway, um, I, so I feel like Chloe got short shrift in, in three. Um, and obviously as a supporting character, she's never going to get like a lot of focus. Yeah. But, Uh, I feel like she has a lot of opportunities so far in this from what I played to be the object of focus, to not be defined by her relationship to Drake, like to be able to grow as a character by exploring her past and her family and who she is and like how she became the person that she is and really learning more about the person that she is, which is like Drake was portrayed as conflicted, but he's like, Oh, he's affable. He's likable. It's okay that he does all this terrible shit because you never actually judge him for it. Whereas Chloe, I don't think ever gets that benefit of the doubt. No, you kind of didn't like her a lot yeah. of the times. Like it made you want, it made you dislike well, because her. Because she was betraying you. Yeah. Like, um, and, and I think that that there's like all sorts of conversations that could be had about that involving sexism. But, uh, I think in this, there's none of that disconnect between like nice guy Drake and mass murderer Drake. Um, whereas Chloe is like a human, like a complicated human that's still killing way too many people. But that sense of disconnect is just not there the same way that it has been in the actual well, sure. I
1: mean, the old Uncharted first three Uncharted games were Indiana Jones, like straight up, just ha ha ha, he kills all the bad guys, who cares? And then they started to get a little more complicated. After
0: I guess, it. but, like, the thing about Indiana Jones is that those movies are two hours. Whereas, yeah. like, uh, the Uncharted games, it's, like, fucking 17 hours of Drake just killing people.
1: Right, yeah, they, that's the thing is, like, they've gotten... They, like, doubled in
2: length from <laughs> one to four. Like, so what you're saying is Uncharted has murder fatigue.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, Uncharted can do whatever... Like, people can like Uncharted. People can t- can do whatever they want. Naughty Dog can make whatever the game they, they want. I had Drake murder fatigue two-thirds of the way through uncharted 2 <laughs> uh even I, though i think, I still think I get, that that's the best uncharted
1: game i get drake climbing fatigue i feel like sometimes in these games i see something off in the distance and i'm clearly they'll trigger a cutscene before they make me climb all the way there nope
2: mm-hmm. you
1: are
0: going to traverse the whole see i'm thing. i'm fine with that it's for me it's more like the 17 firefights it's going to drag me through to get there to the, me it's
1: a little bit of both at some point i'm like i want a little bit of that But i felt like uncharted 4 overstayed it's welcome in chunks a lot so that when i heard about this they're like it's more like the length of uncharted 1 8 to 9 hours and like yeah perfect okay
0: yeah and that's one of the reasons why i sort of started playing it is in addition to wanting to have something new to play on the show uh to talk about on the show like i want a game that's digestible like as opposed to something like XCOM 2 which comes out next week which is apparently 60 fucking hours Uh, (laughs) i'm about to start darkest dungeon which i also hear is like 80 hours um but yeah i like there is a interesting dynamic between chloe and nadine and i want to see where that goes um and yeah i think that there is much more interesting character shit going on in lost legacy than anything that was happening in uncharted 4 i thought that the whole brother dynamic was fucking boring like sully in another game like drake's fucking father issues for a fourth game like i i I don't know i'm just not interested so to see them take the work that they've done and apply it to new characters or apply it to characters that have not been as beaten into the ground as drake has been has been like at least initially is is much more interesting to me than what uncharted 4 was doing yeah um so i think it's it's cool that it's a standalone thing um i'll probably play more of it when i have time
1: yeah, it's weird. It's like an eight or nine hour game and it's still, it's funny that it's like the budget $40 price, you know, as opposed to like,
0: they could have charged 60 for it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's got multiplayer in it.
1: Like It does. And it has like a full like length. It's It is like the length of Uncharted 1
0: but I think I do wonder if like the length is based in part on how many times they expect you to die in fights and how long they expect it. It takes you to cross. Oh, yeah, no, di- no
1: doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they focus test the game and we're like the average play time was this good. Yeah. So
0: I've, I turned on lock on aiming and if it pisses me off too much, I'm just going to lower the difficulty because I spent like a good 10 minutes like casing out. a a, like a group of dudes like marking them as targets and like trying to figure out a way to stealthily eliminate them and I was like there's no good way to stealthily eliminate these dudes like they're walking in pairs like they're too the sight lines are too good like it just wants me to shoot them so that I can call in more reinforcements totally yeah trigger the Um,
1: combat sequence guys hop over the fence or whatever
0: yeah so I guess that's just how I'm going to play it I'm not going to bother with stealth I'm just going to shoot everybody but um but yeah. Uh and then I went and saw a couple of movies over the weekend instead of playing games. What movies are even out that you really wanted to see? I mean, I want to see Logan Lucky and haven't yet. Uh that's Soderbergh's movie. Mm. Um that has gotten it's like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. uh
2: Adam Driver.
0: And Daniel Craig and Channing Tatum and a bunch of other people. Um But on Saturday night, I dragged myself out to see The Hitman's Bodyguard because I wanted to see that kind of movie, which is to say a very competent action movie with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson doing Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson shit together uh, with some very good car chases, like good, interesting, like inventive car chases, including one through like the streets of, of, uh, Amsterdam, I think, I think it was Amsterdam. Uh and like Gary Oldman playing a Belarusian war criminal villain, which (laughs) alright. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. why not have Gary Oldman play that role? Like Gary Oldman like chews that shit up and shits it out in a day. Why not? I doubt he even had like a third take on anything. He just did his thing. (laughs) Uh and it's just fun. It's not smart. I wouldn't even say it's good, but it's entertaining. It's like on the on that like list of movies at which John wick sits elevated above the rest of them. And then there's like the accountant, the accountant and the first Jack Reacher movie and like a bunch of other random action movies. Uh, and then at the bottom is Jack Ryan shadow recruit. Ugh, I hate that
2: movie. And also
0: and the they, second maybe Jack. Maybe Reacher movie. Oh my God. The dark Tide. I never went it? It. I didn't, I didn't, I, didn't oh man. I,
1: I, I did not go see it because I saw what you and other people were saying about how it's not even watchable. is a bad thing. And I was like, Dude, Dark Tower is like one of my favorite series Stone. slash anything out there in the world and and you know, I was kind I of really like, I really
0: like Elba, too. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And man, man that yeah.
0: We we all There are so many. But when I heard it's also that. like ninety yeah. minutes and And like really like wants to go through the books like books is, is, is plural so that's the thing is like the hobbit is like a 90 page book that
1: they turned into three movies <laughs> and this is like that to be fair to the hobbit they added like a ton of shit from a supplementary material Sure, but i'm just saying that this is thousands of pages of book and they were like not 90 minutes yeah 90, 90 minutes oh well, they're
2: supposed to be the tv show but I don't there's no
0: way it, the tv show happens connected to that movie yeah they just need to like reboot everything keep it just elba but now that I know that it's tainted, everything connected oh, yeah. to that, everything that that movie has touched, must now die. Like, and that ground has to lay fallow for years. Yeah, before we'll they see. Can would, go like fourteen years show. from now, we'll be like, oh, they're gonna make a Dark Tower show. I bet it'll hmm. be even less than that. So it'll be a few years before that. i will do it before Stephen King it. dies. Please, that guy is way older than I think most people realize these days. And he's like the survivor of a horrific car accident, which usually takes several years off a person's life. Sure, is he in the
1: seventies? Uh, Yeah, I think so. And he's done a ton of drugs and all kinds. He's not been kind to himself. I
0: mean, over the last 20 years after the accident,
1: after the accident and being addicted to pain pills and then before that being addicted to alcohol. So he's 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 done some rough living. Um, So,
0: yeah, I mean, like he's talked about how the Tommy knockers was like the his brain begging like for help. Yeah.
1: You want to see what cocaine does to your mind? Go watch the movie Maximum Overdrive. Directed and written by Stephen King <laughs> while doing a ton of cocaine. <laughs> That's a
0: weird movie. Stephen King is an American author of September 21st, 1947. So he is, he is 70. 70. So next wow. month he is 70. Yeah. His uh, books have sold more than 350 million copies.
1: Yeah. Wow. He's super prolific. That's the thing
0: is like, he he doesn't use ghostwriters. Um, he's just constantly cranking up books. So I, so I saw, uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard Saturday night, and then Sunday I went with a friend to go see Girls Trip. I don't know. I don't. I feel very disconnected. It is the Black Woman Vacation movie. So it's like, like in New Orleans. Is it, it like this generation's how Wanda got her, how Stella got her groove back? No, it's like a, it's like a super raunchy, gross-out uh, comedy.
1: Ah, okay, okay, okay.
0: Um, it was pretty funny. There's a, like, projectile pissing from women. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, extended to, not short, like, long, and f- a fair amount of dick, like, in ways that made me deeply uncomfortable. I think everyone in the theater was deeply uncomfortable. Hmm. Well. Yeah. It was fun.
2: Uh, I finished The Defenders.
1: I didn't even watch The Defenders. I, I haven't watched anything fine. besides the first season of Daredevil. Mm.
0: And I watched some Jessica Jones. I think both seasons of Daredevil are good. I think that the Punisher stuff in Daredevil particularly like really stands out, like because there are whole episodes almost that are devoted entirely to him, like and interactions with the Kingpin and shit. I, I liked. I liked him. And I like the Punisher. Yeah, stuff. me too. Um, I enjoyed the Defenders. I don't think it's great. But Jessica Jones
2: is the best part about it just because she's like super disinterested with pretty much every not I, disinterested but she's just like are you fucking serious? Are I haven't what?
1: watched Defenders. Yeah. But I have heard that one friend of mine who he was like it felt he's like I don't know man he's like asked me he's like do you think this is racist? And I was like I don't have an opinion but he just told me he's like every time Luke Cage shows up on screen like every time they start playing hip-hop. And
0: Everybody he, has their own soundtrack like every show every Marvel show on Netflix, like has its own sort of like identity sonically and like his is very much like urban. I get Harlem. it. It's
1: just that he's like, every time he appeared on stage, they started playing. He's like, it almost felt a little bit like the Asian dude appearing in old movies and they'd be like gong. And it was just like, I, was, yeah. I, it
0: didn't register I, that way to me. I, okay.
1: I didn't think so. Cause yeah. I was like, I was like the difference too. I told him is that Luke Cage is also a show written by like, I'm pretty sure by black screenwriters and like, with the black lead it's a very different I so. thing I'm, um, I'm, I'm i'm almost positive it is
2: yeah i mean uh, the part, part of the thing is his it, he identifies with harlem and and uh, yeah yeah
1: i totally get it yeah it's, yeah, just, yeah it's just that when he was hearing it this was just
0: one of my friends sitting there being like is this fucked up yeah it almost feels fucked yeah, up. i mean i think it's good to ask the question so. like I, I think that it's a good thing to say is this thing racist like right. generally the answer is going to be yes so
1: I think it's um, just harkening back to like when you watch like nerds, like the original nerds movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there'd it's be like the Asian hyper-rated. dude who would appear and they'd be like dun, 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 or something, yeah. you know? just like. So. Uh anyways, let's do some questions. Alright. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna answer that question. <laughs> uh, well now I wanna know what it was. John said, What's the most interesting thing a game dev has told you on or preferably off the record?
0: Well we can so None of it. he did yeah. say
1: on, uh or preferably
0: off. Preferably, of course, because he wants to hear dirt. I can I can give an answer to that. Um I was interviewing someone. I, can get answer I was interviewing someone about a sequel for a game whose first installment I had reviewed, or whose most re- whose last installment I had reviewed. Guess. And he told me that when he read my review for the last one he went to his car and got a box and came back to his desk and started packing it up
1: mine was for a person at a now defunct publisher where and he told me that uh that well just it was just that they were making i'm trying to decide how descriptive i want to be i mean it's really not a big deal cuz they don't exist anymore but it was a beloved strategy franchise that they thought you know what we should try and revive that what if we revived it as a shooter what if we revived it as this and they tried several times and none of them ever made it past the early production stages
2: so I have stuff but it's just a lot of most of it I can't I wouldn't be comfortable mentioning um
1: non-traditional fan says is there any time frame for pub coming to PS4 no
0: I would say probably next summer yeah
1: they they don't even make it sound like it is. But it but they also don't say specifically enough. I know. Um, I just think that Microsoft is throwing dev support to well, help They're them.
0: they're publishing it, yeah, like they're making it happen.
1: So, um so it'll I'm sure there is some window of exclusivity. I bet you it'll be like a year apart or something like that.
0: I think a year is safe. I wouldn't be surprised if like there's a a version of it next summer like in beta for PS4. Um uh, There's also no way to sell not there's no like official way to sell non-final games on, on PlayStation right now. Even though? Even though plenty of games that aren't actually finished are sold on PlayStation and you Xbox can one every as day. You sell a beta. That's what a lot of places do. So. Uh, you can sell access to a beta. Sure. Or you can sell access to a free-to-play game. <laughs> sure. Which Epic has now done twice. Yeah. Uh...
1: Da, 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 da. Alex just says, is the market too saturated for indie devs to get noticed anymore? Yes. It does help with it. Certain ones, though, are like, unless you're like an indie darling, in the sense of like, that subsur- subsurface circular yeah like part of the reason that got noticed is because everyone follows that dude like a lot also, of the games press people follow that they
0: reached out well in advance to sort of let people know that something was coming and that they would try to get it to, to reviewers as early as possible totally to make but even sure if they hadn't the next game it. from that dude would have gotten attention yeah because it's that yes dude. i think there's enough indie publishers
2: at this point and that that you just have to go about it the right way. There's, there's not like discoverability is super hard. So you like, you need to use the tools available to me between like devolver and, um, new bloods. And like, there's like a bunch of other, like to me, yeah. yeah uh, Raw fury. Like there's like all these, like I'm, I'm calling them not low tier, but like, they're just small publishing houses that boutique also boutique publishers yeah, that do like PR, like have built in PR and everything. And like, will help you launch and a your brand game. yeah
1: i mean the other thing that helps too is just for me the way i notice most of these indie games is i go on steam and i see wow this game has four thousand overwhelmingly positive reviews i'm like what mm-hmm. the fuck is this thing so then i check it out right like because at some point there does hit like a critical mass on steam that i'm generally like oh this looks interesting like, enough to me but
0: your game needs to have all but one of the following which is it needs to be good it needs to have a coherent appealing aesthetic it needs to have good marketing and it needs to have good word of mouth yeah mm-hmm. like if you can you can maybe afford to miss one of those but if you're missing two you're fucked like a game with a cool aesthetic that's good is not enough anymore sure like yeah. because there are so many it. games th- coming out that it just gets buried automatically I have to see my friends talking about it for some reason. Right. And then I'm like,
2: what? Why did someone share this trailer that I like? I like this person. I'll look at a trailer they shared. Do you, this is a weird recommendation, but I would recommend people follow uh, Stephanie Tinsley on, on Twitter, uh, who does a lot of PR for a lot of different places. But she... She does mostly devolver stuff. Mostly devolver. Wow. Well, and like, she's dev- spread out. Yeah. It's like she, her, her, her company just does a lot. She used to
0: work with 47, I think. Yeah. So she sure. has a lot of contact. Uh,
2: she, but she, like, if you want an insight into a lot of like indie marketing, um, like she's an amazing person, like to just like understand that.
0: I would also point to Tom Ole. Yes. I at was, evolve PR. Yeah. Those are two of the people in indie PR that are getting it right, and I'll be honest, like even they don't bat even close to 500. Like they're both like probably batting 300, which is good. Like baseball batting averages are good for PR at this point with indie games because there's just so many that like PR is important, but it's not a guarantee of anything because yeah, there's I, just too many games.
2: But it, I think as much as PR and marketing and all that stuff that ties together, like it, it's just.
1: Sometimes it helps if you just have one awesome trailer, too. Mm-hmm. I think that, that comes down to, like, 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 man, one big trailer for your game can at be. At the right time. At the right yeah. time, yeah.
0: And it can be really hard to know when that right time is. Of
1: course. But, like,
0: I don't think people would have been talking about uh, Dead Island if it hadn't been for, like, the one initial Dead Island trailer. That was such a different fucking time, though. That was when an exclusive trailer on IGN, like, meant something. But
1: also, like, uh, I mean, No Man's <laughs> Sky. Like, that first trailer, that yes. was the only thing
0: everyone was talking about was like what the fuck was that and now everyone's terrified of making a trailer like no man's sky yeah because the scent the amount of like obligations that you're setting yourself up for are sure
1: i mean same thing for uh what's the game about people not feeling because they take their pills like that game we happy few that was another game that i came out of like watching one of those
0: uh, like the microsoft yeah. press conference and i was like
1: the fuck is that game that looks incredible That game did
0: incredibly well like, and not only that, but people read about that game, which is really uncommon for a game like that. It, looked, it looked like Bioshock, and
2: that was the thing. It was like well, the, the demo that they showed was like
0: all this early stuff, and it game. looked like Bioshock mashed into a Cockroach Orange. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, that's a hell of a sales pitch. Yeah. yeah but then- with like procedurally generated levels and roguelike elements. Like, that's like a catnip for a lot of people
1: yeah but then it wasn't the game that the trailer made it look like just like no man's sky and so that was
0: it didn't get nailed nearly as hard as no man's sky did though no because you also could play it really soon after they showed that and it was like i think 20 bucks or something um Um, if you want a cool
2: if you want someone to cut you a cool trailer area5.tv
1: they have cut some cool trailers for video games such as rez Jim Savala says, "I have a switch with Zelda. Don't want Mario Kart or Splatoon. Any recommendations? Nope.
0: Mm, Sonic Mania. If you really like Sonic, or if you really like Minecraft, there's uh, Minecraft. But I've heard good things about Blaster Master. I think.
1: Um, I mean, there's Tumble Seed, but I'm not gonna. uh, The thing is, I'm not buying any of these games because none of them look interesting enough. I've
0: heard good things about." the switch port of skyrim at least like digital foundry was encouraged by sure. what they saw but that's also a there. game from six years ago when um, it's there
1: but it's not out yet isn't it's this fall right this fall yes but like if i was giving recommendations right now nope
2: nothing it's hard
0: uh, especially odyssey if you don't like mario
2: kart and you don't like splatoon yeah odyssey later this year but yeah there's just not a lot for it right now i have
1: zero interest in splatoon people keep asking me, are you playing splatoon i'm like absolutely not I played the first one. I played like two rounds and then never, like, put the game back in its box and never touched it again.
2: Hmm. So yeah, I'm not. I wasn't a fan of the first either. I, I like the idea of like all like the like fashion stuff. Like that seems really cool, but I'm just not into the gameplay.
0: I like the way I, I I like the way the first one played. I just didn't really have an opportunity to get into the second one. It hit during a really bad time for me. Too much going on. Too much traveling, and I don't actually like playing switch in handheld mode so
1: uh darren says why do consoles even waste exclusives during the holiday when
0: everyone's playing big third party that's a good question that i think everyone is asking themselves right now it's hard Um, to find a release window though it feels like now like holiday is is big but man like um, Year round, I feel like March is big, and now summer's big. Despite the fact that there are a lot of games that come out during the holiday, like the overwhelming majority of copies of games are sold between September through December. Yeah, like it's not even close. Although, although some recently, people have seen success with summer releases. Sure, yeah, but
2: I mean, that was like only in the last
0: three years. Not, I mean, it's not really even summer though. It's like May, like a little bit in February, some in March. Like, stuff in May, a couple things in June, and then July and August are honestly kind of, like, fucking DOA slots. they're wastelands. Um, But I I think that it's hard to decide when your game should not compete with other games because you think that your game deserves to. And if your games aren't ready, then that makes the decision easier. Um, like I don't know for sure if Crackdown was delayed because it wasn't ready or because Microsoft said why the fuck are we feeding this game into this schedule like it doesn't make any sense because uh, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense just like releasing State of Decay into this doesn't make any sense Sea of Thieves maybe Um, I guess but at the same time I'm like it would be nice to have something other than Forza from Microsoft like, well they've got Cuphead Um, I feel like there's something else that I'm forgetting, uh, but Microsoft also has co-marketing going for stuff like Assassin's Creed, like, and the Xbox One X. Like they have a they have a hardware launch and pre-orders for it are apparently doing extremely well.
1: That's like the only thing
0: they have co-marketing for though, because Destiny, Call of Duty, like Battlefield. Battlefront is PlayStation Four. Yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, Shadow of War is Xbox One. I keep forgetting that game's still coming, and it's Play Anywhere. Hmm. So if you buy it on Xbox One, you get it on PC, too. Yeah, it is. So to to make sure we answer the question, nobody I think everyone is increasingly looking at releasing games in the fall as a sucker's bet because it's competing with your partners. Uh, It's the most aggressively competitive, like most heavily marketed, most expensive to market in time of year especially with like these mega huge games coming out um and also i feel like people forget or it's it's easy for games to get lost like when they come out in the fall and that it's easier to psychologically for people to remember the exclusives that come out earlier in the year as like a a mind share thing than it is for them to remember stuff that comes out in the fall
1: Mark says, do you think the apparent success of Xbox one pre-orders places us on a dangerous precipice of annual console upgrades like cell phones? No, no. I also don't think that initial pre-order sales is
0: necessarily an indicator of long-term success. No, I mean, it's hard because sometimes things that do really well pre-order wise don't do well. And sometimes you do connect like which sold crazy well pre-order wise and kept selling really well. Um, and so I guess the question is which one of those this is, but I, I don't think that it, even if the Xbox one X is successful, I think that it will not be so successful that it makes the existence of the Xbox one S feel in danger. Wait, you're saying the connect did sell really well. The connect sold fantastically well. It's then like, how
1: come they didn't keep making
0: games for it? People did make games for it. People made games for that shit for two years. People like whacked at connect games for years.
1: Mm, I guess
0: so. There were some Connect games. Does, like we were reviewing Connect games before, like right as Polygon was launching, and before Polygon was launching, and the Connect came out in 2010. Hmm. People tried to make Connect games and failed, including Microsoft, like Fable, the Fable Connect game, the Star Wars Connect yeah, game, like- Steel Battalion, like all that stuff came out two years after Connect. Hmm. Like I don't even
1: feel like the. Like I don't necessarily think that the switch is going to be a big
0: success, but it's been selling out, selling out, selling out. I just don't think I. The switch's supply situation has been curious all year. Sure, but what's the supply situation for the Microsoft? We don't know numbers that they're actually pre-ordering. I think they've suggested that it's. I feel like I've seen that it's been suggested. And so, you like, listen to how many qualifiers I've <laughs> added to that. It, that it's like on par with Connect, hmm. like, for pre order numbers, which is pretty good. Um, I don't know. It could be really big this holiday. It might not be. It's really fucking expensive. Like, I think that I've naysayed that price enough, like, yeah. for people to understand that it when steep. I say it may, be, it may be too much, I mean it. Um, Um,
2: In terms of being yearly, yearly, I probably think
0: we'll see one in two years again. I think that we see new consoles in like two and a half or three years. That would make sense to me. I think that that's when AMD's next architecture will be ready. Hmm. So you don't think that we'd see
1: like a third Xbox One? with like upgrade you said you think when the next hardware upgrade is well this
0: is a third xbox one with upgraded hardware
1: right but the next one would be an entirely different system that maybe your shit would not run on it would no longer be an xbox one uh, where they'd be like all your games will continue to run on your original xbox one
0: i will be very curious to see how microsoft messages it I think that everything that works on an Xbox one will work on whatever their next system is that I think,
1: think, but I just don't,
0: at some point I don't think it will continue to work on the Xbox one. Right. I think that the Xbox one will be cut off. Yeah. And the Xbox one X while much more powerful than anything else is still architecturally an Xbox one. So, um, I think that that may also be cut off. Still hate that name. Xbox one X, uh, just abbreviates to Xbox cool (laughs) but just i don't know i think calling it the xbox one x next to the xbox one s is going to lead to a lot of very annoyed christmas mornings Uh, i wanted an s i thought you uh no no one is going to say why did you get me an x i wanted an s everyone is going to say i said an x why did you get me an s yeah there's
2: gonna be that one kid though that's like who's like yeah i guess just give me an xbox and like and then only thinking he'll he'll get an s and then we'll get an x instead.
1: there will be people that want the s though because they'll be like "Oh, it was the microsoft edition of the s fuck also yeah.
0: like they're gonna bundle the fuck out of that console this fall
1: um jk on twitter says will arthur try battlegrounds when it hits xbox one x i'm double dipping for sure as soon as my x arrives i'll
0: probably try it before then uh i haven't installed it's like one tiny step forward
1: <laughs> Matt writes in and says what do you think of the COD
0: World War II beta from what you've seen it's boring me. What it? do I, know? I watched it today I thought it looked good. Looks good Sledgehammer makes really good like really smart multiplayer maps still surprising yep. to see how pretty it is at times like and they also make like in my opinion the best looking Call of Duty games now too so I still feel like everyone was running around with automatic weapons which uh, I was
2: everyone was yeah which I was a little bit like and flame shotgun. But the
0: question is, like, well, the dragon's breath stuff has been in previous yeah. Call of Duty. True, World but, II but II games.
2: In, in like
1: Call, Call of Duty Two, you did have the PPSH or whatever the Russian one, and you had, I mean, every every there was a unit Thompson, yeah, yeah and there was the little German one. So there were and the BAR guns, and
0: stuff like that. But it still felt really good to run around with the I like the I would action. like to see a game that's not full of fucking ACOGs and fucking pot leaf emblems in the center <laughs> of your sight. I don't like, for sure. I don't think I don't think that there's any pot leaves in this one, right? Like, so what is like what does that look like? I want to know what the sort of ecosystem and upgrade stuff looks like if they're not going to do the standard crazy Call fucking of Duty, helmets and everything like, else, bro down stuff. Yeah. Like, and you know what? People can have that in their game. I don't want to take that away from them because like that's part of a certain element of Call of Duty culture. So if they enjoy it, that's fine. I don't need it. I wonder if but.
2: Like they did for remastered, if they'll add the loot crates at post-launch, because remastered has new guns and they added loot boxes post-post. So
0: they fucked it up, as like you're paid loot boxes. Uh, you can earn them, okay, but you can also pay for them. You can also pay for them. Pay for them. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that they will. Loot boxes.
1: Uh, let's see. Is Absolver worth checking out if have you no weren't idea. into For Honor?
2: I don't think any of us have played Absolver. That's not yet. Yeah, it was released to streamers and influencers. I also didn't
0: play For Honor. I think reviewers also have it right now, but that would make sense. Yeah, I have not played For Honor either. I might know someone to talk to about that. Absolver looks cool. I'll yeah. say that. I don't know if it's the
1: type of game I want to play. But it looks interesting. It I've looks never like
0: it been like super grabbed by anything I've seen about it, and I know that other people are, and I get, I, I understand that they are interested. I cannot wrap my head around what they see in it.
1: It looks like a game that could make for hilarious gifts when someone pulls off like a crazy combo and it looks really pretty. But
0: yeah, uh, the people I
2: stopped playing it today were a lot of the for honor people, and they seem to like it because it was all. It's all about like feigning and like like mind games with the other person um, in a 3D space very much like fighting games so we'll see I'm definitely going to play it
1: here's an easy question JD writes and says I've rarely heard you guys discuss the Final Fantasy series is anyone a fan if so what's your fave if not what turns you off about them
2: I played 15 a little bit
0: but (laughs) I saw the Assassin's Creed stuff in that game today and I think it looks fucking amazing what there there's an assassins festival coming to a fucking Final Fantasy 15. What? And it's an Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy crossover and it showed like one of the boys in a fucking Altair outfit doing like all sorts of crazy parkour and it looks amazing. That's pretty hilarious. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Um I played the original Final Fantasy. I played Final Fantasy 6. I played a little bit of 7 and a little bit of 9 and like seven lost me completely and nine i just didn't have time to get into it
2: didn't have playstation until four so i generally
1: it comes down to two reasons that i am very turned off by these games jrpg turn-based combat usually annoys me but i can get over that if i think that the setting is really interesting but then i think the setting in most of these games is like a 13 year old's like weeb fantasy yeah Like, it's just, like, not interesting to me, and it's, like, very trite, and people have contrived a lot of extra meaning in it because they played it when they were 12, and it seemed really
0: meaningful to them then, but it hasn't gotten any better. Um, But that is my outsider perspective. I remember dating the hell out of the bit of Eternal Sonata that I played, Um, but before that, the last JRPG I got mega into was Grandia 2. Yeah. That
1: being said, I can only take my shit talking so far because I like Persona, and that's literally just boring high school drama. Yeah. So with demons. Uh, yeah, true. But I just like the the high school drama part. So no.
0: with demons,
1: uh, you know, or, but like there has been games like, uh, Halcyon six, which is like JRPG style combat, but framed around Star Trek and space. So it was a the theme I liked and it didn't get too heavy handed with the story. Like that's where those games sometimes lose me is in the heavy handed story part where I'm just like, who you're like, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff surrounding them that immediately turns me off. Like when I like honestly, if your game title has like misused English words and a uh, semicolon and a colon or something and I'm just like, "Nah." Immediately I know like that will never be a game I'll try. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I give them a fair shake. I don't. That's just how it is.
0: So, you're not obligated to so.
1: No. And also, the other part of it is that as I've gotten older, when someone tells me, "Oh, you know, it took me about 180 hours." I'm like,
0: Mm-mm. No, thank you. I also feel like we're like pretty hands off about talking about the Final Fantasy game. It's not like we shit on Final Fantasy or something. Oh
1: yeah, totally. It's just one of those things that people occasionally write in and they're like, "How come you guys never talk about this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because no one no one does. No hmm. one nobody here plays those games and talks so, about yeah. I guess we
2: would." Like, I was interested. But you did talk
1: about Final Fantasy when you were playing. Yeah. Totally did.
2: But I just it, it dropped well, it was it came out in a kind of crowded time around yes. like Persona and a bunch of other stuff so there's instantly like well it was a little bit before Persona but it was there's instantly like other stuff that drew my attention
0: it's just like we don't talk about football because <laughs> none of us really care about football
2: nope
0: Yeah, you know if we don't care about something then chances are we're not going to talk about yeah, it yeah we
1: don't talk about Madden I played Madden the last time I played a football game really hardcore was NFL game day 98 so I played the
0: shit out of 2K5 um
1: and I've heard interesting things about the new Madden, and there are people writing things about the new Madden. Yeah. So In the story mode stuff so is apparently quite interesting. So, I totally won't shit on anyone that likes their annualized franchises because my like wall, God, yeah, yeah, my wall shelf will show plenty of those. Right. So, I mean, I've bought every Battlefield. And so, um, any more? Yeah. Let's see. We got. Let's find do uh, Two more.
0: One more. Or one more. Let's do one more. Okay.
1: Oh, geez. No, that's way too specific. Here, I'll read it while I find something else. I'm using a pair of Astro A50, says Andrew, on my Xbox One. I've recently picked up Dolby Atmos via the app. Can you recommend any games that take advantage of Dolby Atmos? Is it like HDR where developers have to build it into their games? Or does the software convert existing sound into all
0: Atmos? No, it's positional audio. It has to be... Like built into the game. Supposedly, that's something that will be in Xbox One X enhanced stuff uh, in the fall, like is Atmos support. And that may come to the Xbox One S for those games as well, but it's not guaranteed. It's computational power. Um, Audio is already pretty computationally demanding for video game consoles, much more so than I think people realize.
1: This looks like a copy-and-pasted email right there. That says says to me, I sent this to everyone. You don't get
0: it. Should I ask about Brad Shoemaker's opinion about something? (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, Okay. Vincenzo. Long-time listener. Do you think that eventually all games will be free-to-play? I feel like we're in an experimental transitional period, which is why some of the business models are so gross. Currently, we can pay full price for admission, tack on a season pass, and then continue to purchase in-game items for random rewards. Oh, and let's not forget about the super duper deluxe gave me all your give-me-all-your-money-and-don't-feed-your-kids editions, Gears of War 4, anyone. Hell, some publishers will charge you full retail and then, some will, and then some for a title still in early access even though the game is going to be free on release. Of course I'm referring to Fortnite. I know I could simply opt out and make a statement by not playing these types of games. I have one problem, though. I enjoy playing these games, he says in caps. That's why the model is so damn gross. There's still a ton of options... That- out there for sure but with each passing year it seems like more and more game companies are switching to this models i guess there's always indie games unless
0: the greedy giants find a way to flush them out of the system the microtransactions aren't there for you like they're not there for the day one adopters they're there for people who buy the game for half price four months later or who get it for free from playstation plus or xbox live like, or, uh,
2: EA Access. Yeah,
0: or whatever. Like, the million ways that gamers get shit for way fucking cheaper than game companies can afford to sell stuff. Like, the, like free isn't free. And, and I don't know, like, what it will take for people to finally realize that the stuff that they're, quote, getting for free isn't actually free. Because in addition to the fees that you pay Microsoft and Sony for the, the privilege of having a bunch of games that you'll never play, uh... They like they have to change the way that they monetize those games to be given away.
2: Doesn't it, doesn't it only like change <clears throat> charge uh, the dev-, dev based on the number of if you actually download it, like if
0: you add it to your downloads. I don't know. I, I think that was the way that it worked. I don't think it was just like every Xbox user gets. I, this. I think that plenty of people download the games and just never play them.
2: No, I right. Agree that. But, but but I think they would only like that's only would be reported like. The number of copies sold was it actually is not just like every person has this. It's like if you trigger the download, then a transaction is made. Probably two companies.
1: I think this is just more of an email. Someone just lamenting that they used to pay sixty dollars and felt like they got everything, right. and that now there's no game out there. But if you're a dev and you see a way that you can continue to fund your next game by development of a few systems in your current game, right
0: keep the that's studio afloat awesome. while you wait for like a milestone payment on the next right, thing.
1: Not, or not to mention like doing this would mean that artists who may not have anything to do on the early project that much, we can keep all these dudes employed, making new skins for the current game that we will continue to put in loot boxes for you. And that will keep them employed until they can ramp up and be on the next project. It's like,
2: do you want a true truly feet? Tr- wow. Truly free multiplayer game. Dota
0: two. Um, I think that- that's true. The thing to remember is that like the gaming public as a collective is so feral and vicious with regards to any attempt that they feel is nickel and diming them or increasing the cost of their hobby that we've been trapped at a $60 price point for 12 years. That's
1: true. Maybe if games were now $90 we would not be they wouldn't feel the need to try and get the advanced pack or put the 90 dollars version out there that has the dlc that they could have
0: just put in the base or pack or even 70 like i and i know that people hear that and they're like How can you say that someone that they should charge us seventy dollars for a game? And it's like, well, because in my lifetime I have paid that for games when that money was. I paid ninety dollars
1: for Star Wars: Dark Forces, or what was was the Nintendo sixty-four? Shadows of the the Empire Empire for sixty-four was ninety dollars of nineteen ninety-five money or whatever it was. And guess what? Like
2: development costs have only gone up. Yeah,
0: everything is more expensive. Like everything is more expensive, and the tolerance for higher prices is not there like people are like just savage about it so there's nowhere there's nowhere for them to budge on that so they have to introduce these other things and you may think that it's nickel and diming but like it's not like a lot of these companies are making hand over fist money like they're making they're keeping the doors open and some are turning a profit for sure but like even EA it probably isn't as profitable as you think it is
1: right the margins on a lot of their games are not so absurdly significant. Right. There are some, but then there are other
0: games where it was like, all right,
1: it came in the black, not
0: crazily, but. And since every game is a service now, like the upkeep costs on everything, like. Right. You have a live team. There's a run rate on games now beyond development. So mm-hmm. that stuff has to be paid for. Like, it's not like good vibes. Don't power servers. And guess what? Bandwidth is not cheap. No. Bandwidth is pretty fucking expensive.
2: CDN is fucking hard.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like Something like Rainbow Six. did they have loot boxes and stuff? I don't really know what the story is. Yeah, there's was. like a million ways for them to... Because that game, with its initial failure and stuff, I don't feel like would have been continued to be supported unless there was a way that people were continuing to give it yeah. money. Like, you know. So, same thing with even like Payday. I feel like that was probably something that at some point, even though they said they didn't want to do loot crates, at some point they were like, we're keeping a staff on this and we're leaving money on the table. Like... I don't know. You can say it's greed, but like at some point, especially in games where it's like you, your studio's been operating on a month-to-month budget for a long time, and then there's a chance to have a little bit more in the black. I don't know. I First off, studios are not your friend. Second, uh, having money is like some of the only... It is the only security you'll find. <laughs> I don't know. Sadly. So... Yeah. Just, like Arthur said, they don't get... You can give them all your good vibes and be like, why well, I love your game so much. But in the end, money fucking talks when they have to put payroll together. Yep. So that's the,
0: them's the breaks. Like Go when some- you look at stuff like shadow of war, adding loot boxes and shit, like that's not, that's not for the person who buys the day one edition. Although they'll get some loot boxes. It's for the fucking person who buys it used like a month later. Yeah. And decides they want to skip ahead and get some cool looking shit. Or for the person who buys it on a Steam sale, like six months later, like or a year it, later, or a year later, it's I got like, a copy of Garden Warfare for free
1: from Arthur, two Garden Warfare two, and then when they put together a thirty dollar DLC pack, I bought it, right? Because to me, that was a thing it's that supporting was supporting. Like, it was a big advancement, but it was also a way to support it. And if I'd gotten EA access and played as much as I did, I probably would done the same thing.
0: Like, it's I, like I like people are mad about used games and all this other shit, and it's just like. I, developers have to make money like they have to it's getting harder and harder for for the big games that people like to to succeed and most of them don't
1: yeah not to mention prices fall if they don't hit that initial retail window prices fall so pr- like i remember i felt like when we used to buy 360 air games it could be like a game six months to a year later it would now be 45 dollars instead of i remember
0: 60. there was a specific christmas where it changed or a specific Black Friday where it changed, and that and now, was 2010. Okay, because I was going to say like now it's like it was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Hmm. It was on sale like a week after it came out for like thirty bucks.
1: Right, and now it's like two weeks after it's out, it's thirty bucks. Two months after it's out, you might find it for ten fucking dollars. Like it's crazy sometimes. It's it is so crazy how fast. The or prices there's go. like the
0: copy that someone like red boxed and wiped their ass with, like <laughs> that's ten dollars. Yeah. But I just
1: see it all the time nowadays. It's and not to mention I feel like that combined with Steam sales too. is just made I don't know I the conversation I constantly see about games with anybody I talk to is I'll just wait for it to go on sale. Like no one no one's thinking like, oh man, that game looks really cool, I'm gonna buy it day one release. They're like, nah, I'll just wait. Yeah. Because I know I'll get it for way cheap. So
2: And maybe the the loop box thing is not the greatest model because of the randomness and everything, but it's what it worked it it worked it it worked for league it worked for a bunch of different things and it just became a standard because people were willing to do it like it's gambling i
1: mean it's the same thing as season pass the season pass for a long time was the thing that you bought like i remember when i bought like Modern Warfare after paying $15 for DLC for the original Modern Warfare when they were like, we're going to do like a $20 thing and you get all of it. I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll buy that. up At front. least
0: like now a lot of developers are moving away from season passes.
1: Yeah, like. that's what I mean. So it's like there, there will probably be something else that we just haven't thought of yet, but someone will figure out like what's the next thing. So. You know, pre-order bonuses. They try all the shit. The reason there are things like heavy pre-order bonuses attached things is because they want you to get on that sixty dollars level before it drops to forty dollars. Yeah. So, because if it's a console game, they still have to pay a ten dollars licensing fee off the top immediately. So it's like I don't know. You have to think about that margin too. Like not only so games have sat at sixty dollars, the dollars gone through inflation, and then on top of that that $10 fee stays the same. Like that percentage is still that chunk. It's not yeah. like p- with
2: inflation de- devs have been, publishers have been like,
1: yeah, we'll take five. It's still fucking $10. It's yeah.
2: always $10. Plus transportation costs, plus yeah. store cost plus uh, sorry marketplace cost. Like there's like, they're not like publishers and devs aren't making $60. They're making like 40 to 45. If that off if a new that. game. Yeah. If you buy game. it completely new. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it, everyone needs their cut. Yeah. We're all doomed. Capitalism!
1: Yeah. Well, I'd be interested to see a game made in communism. Tetris. But true. Made, uh, so, yeah. That, 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 that's going to do it. That's going to do it. Send in your letters to letters at eat-sleep-game.com.
2: Or check on Wednesdays or Thursdays on Anthony's Twitter.
1: Yeah, that's at Chef Money. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at Chef Money. I've been streaming a lot of Battlegrounds. So you can come watch me get way too tilted sometimes and immediately just kill the stream. That's happened before. <laughs> so <laughs> I also one time rage quit on three other people that I was teamed up oh, with.
0: Oh, God. So I've done that before. Yeah. They were like, where's Anthony? And up oh, he quit. So the question, the real question, this is when you'll know that you've made it is when you have an animated GIF of uninstalling PUBG yeah that you post to twitter i've only uninstalled once. once so far so
1: and then yeah so we'll see uh you can also follow james he's at james underscore faulkner and you can follow arthur at A E G I E S. and you can also follow arthur on instagram at Prag Magic. if yep. you want to see the art that he's doing now that he's going back to school
0: now that he's a real school boy all over theoretically me. there will be some up there soon but it's been a busy couple of weeks
1: yeah arthur's a real student again
0: Oh my god! I got up at fucking 6, thir- six o'clock this morning. Arthur has classes. Yeah, like, I know a, I have that's orientation. A sentence,
1: that's a sentence he has to say out loud, though. Next oh yeah, I, I my, my my I gotta, class.
2: I gotta go to class. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I have to go to campus. <sighs> Fuck!
1: I almost have heart palpitations just hearing that. Just thinking about old days. So Are you gonna ha-
0: have the homework nightmares again? Those never stopped. I know because I had homework for the last eight years. That's true constantly like way more demanding homework than anything I had in school. That's true. It's a different type of pressure.
1: It was in the sense that, yeah, like a class you could fail and you could fuck up a review, but it didn't feel like a semester leading up to this one failure. Yeah. But
0: I never felt that pressure in school. Hopefully uh, I don't feel that now. I did. Occasionally calculus made me feel that real bad. I didn't have to take math. I was an art major
1: and I thought I was really good at math. And then I was hanging out with people my freshman year in the dorms who were really good at math and i felt so inferior being around them and they'd be like oh yeah we've moved on i got that and i'm like "Fuck! which one of you can i convince to tell me what you understand so yeah that was rough hence i'm not a zoologist anyway anyways yeah uh, matt's a talking orange go follow that and then uh i don't know thanks for listening be kind to people start preparing for extra life you got those extra game keys set them aside somewhere set yeah. them aside so we can do our annual game trading that we do and you just drop it in chat and drop just- it in chat and just give games away to people because you know you're not gonna play them there's too much shit to play and you've, you've probably got some bundle humble bundle shit that you picked up that you're like what what am i gonna do with four keys of this so everyone's got it give us your trash someone will like <laughs> your give trash us your trash actually some of those games that people end up posting in chatter like i was like holy shit that's like deus ex that's actually really good yeah but they just have extra key all right that's gonna do it go out there and uh live your life hopefully well
2: bye